Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. And G.I. Joe is not the name of a soldier, but of the team. Ah. And that's not a spoiler, but I just never Uh. knew that. Okay. So it is actually the name of a soldier. That was a big plot point in the second movie. Oh well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, and I just spoiled that. I just spoiled that. <laughs> you spoiled it for me then. Well, I thought it, I, in my research it's the name of their team, not the actual guy. Anyway, that's the kind of wacky hilarity and hijinks mm. you get here at Potential Spoilers. We potentially spoil things for you, or not. That's right, because typically what we do is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible, and therefore potentially spoiling it for you, the dear listener. And if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can, because in cinemas currently is Fast and Furious 9, a.k.a. F9. Now, I've already seen it. I know Matty D isn't going to see it until we have to. Nope, I will not. But yeah, I, to savor it, Kieran. I'm going to say, yeah, maybe listen to our show after you uh, watch the movie. Did we do well? Did we? I'm not going to say if we did well or not, but it's definitely worth a listen. Now, did what we work- we predicted? Oh boy, compared to the actual movie, whoo! Yeah, did we work together for that one, or did we do we separate? We did plots? separate plots for that mm, one. So is one of us closer than the other, or were we both? Well, again, I won't say. Oh, I'm going to okay. leave that up to the listeners to decide. But I've got to say, I did have a great time re-listening to our podcast after watching that movie. Because we recorded that episode ages ago, about halfway through last year. And now the movie's finally come out. Yeah, I completely forgot about that movie. Exactly. There you go. Maybe people forgot about the franchise. Who knows? No. How could people forget about one of the biggest franchises out there? One of the most longest-running current franchises out there. Well, let's talk about another big franchise. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Another beloved franchise. So, this episode, if the title didn't make it obvious already, we're talking about the upcoming G.I. Joe Origins movie, Snake Eyes. Yes. Now, of course, not to be confused with the Nicolas Cage movie of the same name. Are you familiar with that one at all? No, I'm not. What's that one about? Does he have snake eyes? I always mix it up with leaving Las Vegas. I can never remember. It's just in that era of Nicolas Cage in the 90s where he was just doing the same thing for every movie, basically. Just going crazy. I mean, we've never left that era. (laughs) But still, it was back when he was still trying a little bit, I suppose, to do somewhat of a performance in a movie. I mean, like, an Academy Award-winning performance in a movie. Because he, he always brings a performance. Anyway, we're not here to talk well, about Nicolas Cage. The unbearable to way about, that massive talent might get some rewards. Yeah, it still hasn't know. come out yet. But we're here to talk about a different kind of talent, I suppose. We're talking about Snake Eyes. That didn't make any sense. Anyway, so just to explain to anybody who may not be familiar, Snake Eyes is a silent ninja character from the G.I. Joe franchise. And, of course, the G.I. Joe franchise started as a toy line in 1964. Now, mind you, we never had G.I. Joe here in Australia. Instead, we had Action we Man. We had Action Man. Do you remember Action yeah, Man, Matty D? I had an Action Man. He action used to be able to Man, swim. Man, the greatest hero of the wall. He used to be able to swim, you say? Yeah, the, I action- remember that. He had, like, the flippers on and his legs would kick around <laughs> in full 360s. Yes. And he fought against the evil doctor. Oh, what was his name? He had the big eye. I have no idea. He had a huge eye and that made him evil for some reason. Of course. All the villains have some weird disfigurement. And there was a a TV show as well, if you remember. We're talking about Action Man now and not G.I. Joe, but this is our version of G.I. Joe. I thought Action Man would have been a rip-off of G.I. Joe, but then I think they just came They're made by the same toy company. G.I. Joe didn't really, like, it wasn't marketable to other countries outside of America, so they just came up with alternatives for other countries. So we ended up with Action Man, so did the UK. But yes, G.I. Joe, they actually had a Marvel comic series, which started in 1982, so technically this is another Marvel movie that we're talking about here. Not really. And Snake Eyes was first introduced in 1982, the same year that they launched the comic book, in the 1982 Real American Hero G.I. Joe toy line, and was the first commando in the G.I. Joe lineup. Interestingly enough as well, I don't know if you discovered this in your research, Snake Eyes is traditionally a Caucasian character with blonde hair and blue eyes. But we've changed that. We've but changed that for this movie. In this movie, Snake Eyes, he's being played by an Asian for the first time in the history of the character. In the previous movies, should we, Asian, uh, Should we accuse the movie of reverse whitewashing? I don't know. I don't... No, I think like a ninja character, you know, makes sense. Yeah, especially in a movie set in Japan as yes. well. And I think for the twists and turns that I've worked into my plot, it makes sense for the character to be Asian. But I suppose we'll see. We'll see if you worked it into your yep. plot as well. Yep. I, th- I don't think anyone has to worry about uh, white actors losing jobs. So. No, no, definitely not. Now, if you're not familiar with the G.I. Joe universe as toys, you may also not be familiar with the G.I. Joe universe as movies. Or maybe you do more so associate G.I. Joe with movies because, of course, there was four 
animated G.I. Joe movies, including G.I. Joe the movie, which I watched a little bit of the other day. Good. I didn't finish it. <laughs> and good, there eh? are two live action G.I. Joe movies as well. Of course, G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra, or Cobra as we say here, which came out in 2009. And then its sequel, G.I. Joe Retaliation, which came out in 2013. Now, Matty D, I've got to know straight away, what is your history with the G.I. Joe franchise, specifically Snake Eyes as well? Uh, yes. Where do I begin, Kieran? Firstly, where do I begin <laughs> it's with got my, an extensive history. my history of the G.I. Joe uh, series, toy and movies? Well, never owned a G.I. Joe, firstly. No, because I didn't um, make them here. Never watched any of the movies. There uh, was also the cartoon series as well. I think it's important to point out. Never watched the cartoon series either. Did you ever watch the YouTube dub parody version of G.I. Joe? Didn't watch that. No, you didn't. Okay, wow. Where were you back in 2007? Didn't, didn't know what Snake Eyes was, who he was. You thought he was the villain I last thought he might have been the bad... Well, King Cobra is the bad guy, so it makes sense no, it's that not. I would, Isn't he? <laughs> Cobra Commander's oh, the Cobra bad Commander. guy. Cobra Commander's the bad guy. So I thought maybe they were like a team, like a snake team. They're elm- they're like logo is a snake, so I thought, yeah, oh, you emblem, know, yeah, yeah, maybe they're you know together. So I thought I just assumed. I guess that makes guy. sense. And uh, and I was so I didn't have any history, so I thought, oh, okay, I'll watch this movie. You thought uh, there was just one movie? I, I knew there was more than one, but the only one I could find on good old Netflix was the 2013 one. I think Retaliation. Yeah, Retaliation, and starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No, no, I don't think Dwayne was in that. <laughs> he was. I remember. I, I saw him. I, I don't think so. You might be confused with uh, another Samoan actor because Dwayne only does good movies. Okay. Um, He he wasn't in it. Maybe it was Vin Diesel. (laughs) He wasn't in that either. No, I I refuse. Stop spreading your lies. Stop spreading your lies. Scorpion King. Dwayne Johnson only does good movies and I refuse to hear any differently. So So you said you watched the movie, did you? No, I didn't finish it. I started watching it. And I I sort of watched it. I know you contacted me 15 minutes in to (laughs) ask some questions and I said, you're watching the sequel. It's not going to make any sense watching the sequel. Which is why I just threw threw it away. I was just like, well, if it's a sequel so you're going and cold. I'm not enjoying it, then whatever. And I thought it'd be good to really test myself as a podcaster predictor and go in oh. with as little information as possible. Like we used to do in the old days. Now I have done my research loosely about what G.I. Joe is and what the toy franchise is. So I oh, got a kind of background knowledge there. But So you know about the Kung Fu grip? Yeah. And the real life hair? Yeah. <laughs> That's a big part of the toys. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. Yeah, absolutely. So, But other than that, I'm going in blind and seeing if I can pull something together but I'm confident there we go and I don't think the other movies are going to affect this movie it's interesting you should say that we'll get into it in a sec but yeah my history with G.I. Joe quite like you I had no history with G.I. Joe I wasn't even really familiar with the toy franchise until recently until I started doing research on it now of course I was familiar with the toy line just in general but I couldn't name any of the characters I probably knew Cobra Commander that was about it so I decided to be I decided to take the short straw this week and I did a whole bunch of GI Joe research so I watched both movies I basically watched them back to back in one sitting and then I started watching several episodes of the TV show as well just to get a feel of what the TV show itself is like and I also looked into the background of not just Snake Eyes but a whole bunch of the other GI Joe's you know comic book histories as well just to get a real feel and just really immerse myself in the in the world of G.I. Joe and Snake Eyes, just so I could come to this episode with some sort of like semblance of knowledge. So you're like a war hero, really. You yeah. sat through all those movies and you're now here with us. You survived. Yes, I did. And I've got to say, so that first G.I. Joe movie, uh, Rise of Cobra, it was directed by Stephen Sommers. If you remember him, he directed... Um, Oh, what was it? He directed the Mummy movies, as well as the Scorpion King, as well as Van Helsing. So you know straight away what it's kind be of good. you know straight away what kind of movie you're going to go into. And if you'd like, if you know or like Stephen Sommers at all, then I really recommend watching that first GI Joe movie because it's that really sort of over the top, stupid, goofy CGI action. I went into the movie with folded arms. Let me just say, like, I went in not expecting to like it at all. The first twenty minutes, I was like, oh my god, this is so terrible. But then when they did their first big action scene, which involved uh, Channing Tatum and um, who's that character? Who's the black guy from the scary movies? Marlon Wayans. As soon as they had a scene of them wearing super suits running around the streets of Paris with super strength and super speed chasing after bad guys who were like shooting at them. I was like, I'll tell you what, this movie's kind of like in a dumb way. It's kind of fun. And then by the end of the movie, I was actually excited to see the sequel. And the sequel, I've got to say, yeah, overall, it it was kind of disappointing. It was very much a step down from the previous movie. Stephen Sommers, he didn't even return to direct that movie. 
but a lot of the actors return and they actually picked up a lot of plot points that they set up in the first movie. So they actually, you know, basically wrapped up things that they set up in the first movie. Cliffhangers that they set up were wrapped up in that movie. So I was kind of satisfied in that regard. But by no stretch of the imagination, I don't want to give anyone the wrong idea. These are not good movies. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't recommend anyone watch them unless you're really into that, like I said, that goofy Stephen Sommers vibe. So well, if, if you like Van Helsing, if you like The Mummy, you might like these movies. Well, they're popular enough to get sequels. So I think they just made money. I don't think they're popular. So, you know. But yeah, we're some here people to, like today to talk about the start of a new G.I. Joe movie universe, presumably so, in this Snake Eyes spin-off. Now, initially, I did think that this was going to be an origin story for the Snake Eyes character in those two previous movies. No, but they already did that, right? No, they they did. In the the first and second movie, they do go into the background of Snake Eyes extensively. See, I did my research, so, you know. There you go. I was hoping that you'd be completely blind, (laughs) like you would have no idea about the character's background, but yeah, obviously you did your research, but... After I finished watching those two movies and making notes and being like, oh man, I've nailed this plot. I've, I know so much about the backstory of this character. I read I read that this, this upcoming Snake Eyes movie has nothing to do with those previous two movies. And I was like, I didn't need to watch those two movies at all. No, you didn't. You didn't at all. But I think it really did help me a lot because I know more about the universe and just sort of what is involved in a G.I. Joe movie now and sort of like what style. lines they'll go down and the style of the movie as well. So... I feel really grateful for this episode specifically, and I think the only reason I feel grateful for watching these movies. Uh, but yeah, I think it will give me a little bit of a, a lead, a bit of a step up over you, Matty D. Also, they'll probably go in a lot of different directions, so yes, you will know what they I've known what do. they've done in the past. So I've actually gone out of my way to not do anything that they've done in the previous movies. So I could accidentally do things that they've already done. I'll give you a hint. Now, I, I, listening back to the previous episode, when we did our Space Jam episode, I felt like I helped you out too much yes. uh, in your plot, so I'm not going to do that this week. I'm not going to help you out at all. You knew I was I'm a just very... Gonna, I'm going to leave you hanging. A very tired boy that didn't have a lot of time to work on his plots. Yes. But this week, don't expect that kind of help. Oh, yeah? Even even if I look at you really confused and lost, you're not going to help me? But, like I said, if you do happen to stumble over something that happened in a previous movie, I'll give you like a little bit of a hint that they may have done that <laughs> in the past. Oh, I appreciate so, it. So, let's talk about what we know about Snake Eyes so far. Manny D, what do we know about this movie so far? So, If anything. So, Snake Eyes, we've got a trailer for it. One trailer is all I'd I could hardly find. call it a trailer. It's like a teaser. There's nothing in this trailer. It's like people no. doing kung fu and that's it. No. And I guess we see that Snake Eyes is... Pre-Snake Eyes, he's Henry Golding. Yeah, he's Snake Eyes as we've never seen him before because typically Snake Eyes is a master assassin. No one knows. Silent. He's silent. He either A, took a vow of silence, which is what his character background was in the, the other movies, or B, his vocal cords were damaged in a helicopter explosion. Uh, that was his comic book storyline, and I believe the action figures bio had that as well. But yeah, typically we don't know what he looks like. We don't know what he sounds like. His backstory is typically a mystery, but this movie apparently is going to explore all of that for the first time, presumably, unless we saw these other two movies. Yeah, and what we see in the trailer is, as you said, a lot of running around martial arts. We, yes. He seems to join a clan, uh, yep. like a martial arts school, mm-hmm. and fights bad guys. Yep, there's a lot of car chases, gunfights, stuff blows up. And I, guess I tell you what, it kind of looks cool. It does look cool. It looks very John Wick-ish. It does. It kind of reminds me of like a Yakuza game, but done like live action. So I'm kind of hoping for I think, that. I think that's just what you deep down want to see. That is what you, I want. You want to see a Yakuza I'll movie? wait until you hear my plot. It's very, very Yakuza. Okay, I'll wait. Now, I do actually have an official description, a, an official plot description for this movie. Will it share a lot of light on what this movie is about? It does, actually. So here we go. So it goes... Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins stars Henry Golding as Snake Eyes, a tenacious loner who is welcomed into an ancient Japanese clan called the Arashikagi after saving the life of their heir apparent. Upon arriving in Japan, the Arashikagi teach Snake Eyes the ways of the ninja warrior while also providing something that he's been longing for, a home. Some friends. Mm. But when secrets of his past are revealed, Snake Eyes' honour and allegiance will be tested, even if that means losing the trust of those closest to him. Now, that was from Paramount Pictures and the official Snake Eyes website. Great. So he's going to be trained to be like an ultimate ninja warrior. So does that involve like falling into mud and being (laughs) knocked over by like giant padded 
machinery. It has to, right? I suppose it so. Has to. If you remember that show. Now, obviously, as we've mentioned already, this is going to be an origin story for Snake Eyes. We've already covered basically what Snake Eyes' origin story was in the past. Now, in the previous movie, just to sort of let everybody off the hook, I'm only going to explain this briefly. Uh, Snake Eyes was like an orphan child in Japan, and he snuck into the Arashikage temple to steal food, and he was found by Tommy, who was a character in this movie, who ends up becoming Storm Shadow in the previous movies, and the two of them fight, and then when the two of them are fighting... Uh, one of the masters comes in and sees, like, oh, this child is actually a pretty decent fighter. So they, they adopt him as their own. They give him food. They train him up to be the snake, snake eyes we know and love. And then, unfortunately, the hard master is assassinated. And it looks like Storm Shadow killed him. Because I think they sort of set it up to make it look like Storm Shadow was jealous of Snake Eyes. So Storm Shadow ran away, joined the bad guys. And, and Snake Eyes took a vow of silence until the hard master was avenged. I may have worked a little bit of that in my plot. It looks like you might have as well. It's possible. So that is basically the cinematic previous backstory for Snake Eyes. And as I mentioned in the comic book, he's a sort of mysterious figure whose vocal cords are damaged. And he's a ninja, essentially. And a commando, from what we understand. But let's talk about who is in this movie. Now, we've mentioned him already in that little synopsis, but playing the character of Snake Eyes, I don't think he has a regular name. Uh, well- he's just Snake Eyes. Henry Golding is the... Henry Golding's the actor's name. Oh, oh okay. So he doesn't have a... He's just Snake Eyes. Name. Apparently so. Now, I only know Henry Golding from the movie Crazy Rich Asians, if you remember that at all. Yeah. He's done other stuff, but I, nothing that I could point him out in. Next up, playing the character of Tommy, aka Storm Shadow, is Andrew Koji. Now, he was actually in Fast and Furious 6. I couldn't tell you who he played. And he was also in the Warrior TV show American Gods and Peaky Blinders. Oh, he's in Peaky Blinders, is he? Apparently so. Next up, playing the character of the Baroness is Ursula Corbero. Now, she's our lead villain. Presumably Presumably. so. We don't really know. Just judging from the trailer, we could presume that. And she in the other movies was a villain as well. Well, the only movie she appeared in the first one. Was she in the first one, was yeah, she? Yeah, and she was in the cartoon series as well. Ah. Now, I can't say I'm familiar with Ursula Cabero myself. She is a Spanish actress and model. I don't think she's done a lot of American stuff, or Western films anyway. I don't mean like cowboy Western. <laughs> she doesn't do cowboy movies. Western movies. But anyway, next up, an actor with who we do know, playing the character of Scarlet, is Samara Weaving, who we've talked about before in this show. She played Thea in Bill and Ted Face the Music. And we said that she was the daughter of Hugo Weaving. She is, in fact, the niece of Hugo Ah, Weaving. We got that wrong in the past. Now, she's playing the character Scarlet, who is one of the G.I. Joes. She was a prominent character in that first movie, The Rise of Cobra. And her character trait is that she's super smart and she uses a crossbow. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Cool. She can do, like, kung fu and stuff. Next up, playing the character of Akiko, who is unique to this movie, is Haruka Abe. Now, she apparently was in Cruella, so we've seen her already. Well, I know I've seen her already. I've watched Cruella, but I don't think she was one of the main characters in that movie. I think she was just a background character. And she's currently the voice of Noodle in the digital band Gorillas. Is she really? Well, the virtual band Gorillas. Oh. Yeah. Yes, she is. Currently so. There you go. Noodle's an adult now. She used to be a kid. Are the Gorillas still running around? Are they yeah, still, they're still doing... They're, they're still, still a doing, band. They're still a band. Oh, wow. It's a, just a one-man band, basically. Yeah. One guy just does everything. They just have a whole bunch of guest voices and musicians come in. Well, there you go. But yeah, she's currently Noodle. Next up, playing the character of Kenta, who again is unique to this movie, is Takahiro Hira. Now, he's a Japanese actor. I can't say I'm familiar with him at all. No, me neither, but he seems like he's playing another bad guy. Yes, Maybe. I believe he is part of Cobra or Cobra. Uh, next up, playing the character of the Hard Master from the Arashikagi Temple, School, whatever you want to call it, is Iko Yue, who I'm a big fan of because he played Rama in the Raid movies. So he very much kicked ass in those movies. I'm looking forward to seeing him kick ass if he does it all in this movie. If he doesn't, it's going to be a massive waste because he was the best thing about those movies. Oh, he has to, right? And he was also in The Force Awakens as one of the Kanji Club members. Do you remember him in that? No. Your favorite Star Wars movie, don't even remember him. Which bit was he in? You remember Kanji Club? I spent that money. Kanji Club wants their investment back too. I never made a deal with Kanji Club. Tell that to Kanji Club. No. (laughs) There you go. And it's his favourite Star Wars movie. Doesn't even remember Kanji Club. What, what is Kanji Club? Exactly. Exactly. I know what it is. And I remember what it is from seeing the movie twice. Can't, mustn't be your favourite Star Wars movie then. <laughs> Moving on. Terrible trilogy aside. But anyway, last but not least, playing the character of Blind Master is Peter Mensa, who is probably best known for his work in 300, where he played the guy who said, This is madness! I thought you were about to say, Who is probably a Blind Master? Well, he is, but still. But you remember that character? The one who went, this is madness. No. Madness? 
this is Sparta. And then oh, gets, yeah, yeah. He, he was gets, that guy. He, he's the one who gets kicked <laughs> into the pit. That's him. That's, that's his amazing. biggest film role. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty big film role. Yeah. Like, that's like... Yeah. That's the he's biggest basically the line. face of that movie, isn't he? Yeah, that's the line in the movie that everyone remembers. So that's everybody who's featured in the movie. Now let's talk about what we think is going to happen in the plot. And Matty D is going first. I'm going first. I'm so excited that he's going first because I'm sure... He has no idea what's going on because, <laughs> folks, I don't have any idea what's going to happen either. I don't. And based on that description, I'm already wrong. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait. Let's hear it right, all right now. All right. By the way, I love the names of these characters. They're great. I love that they didn't even try to like rename them. Hardmaster and Blindmaster. Oh, yeah, it's Hardmaster and Blindmaster. Hardmaster and Blindmaster. Blindmaster. Hardmaster yeah. and Blindmaster. Yeah, it's basically a tongue twister. Ugh. All right. Here is my plot. But they're important characters to the whole Arashikage mm-hmm. temple, so... I don't know why you're being so flippant about it. Now I It's am- almost like you didn't watch the two previous movies. <laughs> Maybe it's it's like that. So I'm just going to say that I'm going to refer to Snake Eyes when he's pre-Snake Eyes as just Henry Golding, even though that's the, <laughs> even though that's the actor's name. Because I feel like he's not you Snake You thought the character's name was Henry, didn't you? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I just think it's important because I think Snake Eyes is- its own like his own character. Like when he turns full Snake Eyes, yeah. he's going to have some random name. I just don't think he'll have a name. Oh, I'm giving it away. I'm you don't. You think away. he's not going to have like his? He's, he's not going to have unnamed. like a regular name. He's going to be just the unnamed guy. They're just going to have to say, "Hey you, hey you," <laughs> until he like, finally gets his snake eyes. Fight nickname. club or good and the bad and the yeah, ugly. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe they just call him snake eyes through the whole thing. So, let's get straight into it. My so you movie. Think, you think he's going to have a name, and that name in your plot well, is Henry? Now I'm thinking maybe not. No, you do your own thing. No, I think I think I said I wasn't going to help you. He has a name. He has a name. So, Cold Open is how we're going to start this movie. Mm-hmm. A van is driving along a long dark highway. All of a sudden, a car drives it off the road. Can you imagine this? Yes. And it crashes. It just happened in the purge. So, it's still fresh in my mind. <laughs> a team of masked men all in black. Are they ninjas? No, but they're all masked in black. Okay, it's cool. cool. That might be important. They come out of the car and they beat up the injured guards and take away a silver briefcase. Mm. So they get in the car and they drive off and they take off their masks and they all look relieved as if they didn't know they were going to pull it off. This heist. And one of the goons is our hero, Snake Eyes. Oh, there you go. Or Henry. (laughs) Or Henry, okay. (laughs) They'll all start celebrating. One of the guys in the back seat says uh, their employer, the Baroness, is going to pay them a lot. Mm -hmm. Someone else asks, I thought we were working for Cobra. And the guy clarifies that the Baroness actually works for Cobra. She's second in command, so I don't know why they'd be confused. Well, because it's clear that these guys are dumb muscle for hire. Okay. And they're probably no more than just street thugs that people have picked they're up. They're on a need-to-know basis. Yeah, they, okay. they've been picked up just to do a... They were looking to score a quick buck. Cobra has just hired them, and they, they're not important. They're just... I don't know if you're going to get into thugs. this or not, but what's in the silver briefcases that they stole? I'll get into okay, it later. Cool. Come on, I thought this through. It's okay. very important. You're kid. getting dangerously close to something that happened in one of the other movies. Am I really? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Suddenly... A ninja all in white starts pursuing them on a motorcycle. Mm. And then we see an action scene similar to what we see in the trailer. It's like Kill Bill all of a sudden. Where he's jumping around the trucks and okay. and the guys in the car are trying to escape. But the ninja, the white ninja, who is, will be revealed later to be Tommy, shows off his badassery and manages to get, get into the car. So, Oh, wow. He works his way into the van that they're in. Oh, he jumps on top of it. Okay. So he's on the roof. Do they yep. shoot the roof to like try and get him off? Yeah, they're shooting him. Happened in the first <laughs> to try to get him to get him away. Happened in reverse, mind you, with Snake Eyes who jumped on the van with the people who had stolen. Well, this the is a, this is recalling back to the okay, scenes we love. It's an homage. So anyway, the, the car drives off the road, and there's a big action sequence. Mm-hmm. Henry shows a lot of fire and fighting skills as he takes the fight to Tommy, but he is bested, and the team is subdued and apprehended. Oh, there you go. Handcuffed. There'll be also some banter between Tommy and Henry as well. Right. Come back and forth. Then a female ninja appears, and they mm. all put the goons into a truck. Is this another ninja working alongside Tommy? Yes. Okay. Might be a Kiko. They get in the van. Henry all of a sudden gets his hood pulled off because he's wearing. They put him. You know, they put those those hoods on them. Right. And handcuffs. So they them. can't see where they're going. Exactly. Okay. Pull the hood off, and he realizes he's in this wealthy manor. It's like a traditional Japanese house. Right. Okay. Like we see in the trailer, and he comes face to face with the hardmaster. The hardmaster tells him that his nephew, Tommy, mm? says he's a great fighter and they need good fighters in his clan. And, like Batman begins, offers him a way out of his life of crime. 
There we go. By joining this clan. Was uh, Bruce Wayne a criminal before he became Batman? Well, remember Batman? when Bruce Wayne was like working with criminals? No, I, I don't remember that at all. Learn, I've seen Batman Begins one time years ago. He he work, starts working with criminals to steal his own stuff. Do you remember? There's that scene where he's just like, I'm not a criminal. He's like, tell that no, to the I guy. Don't, I don't remember that at all. Who owns these? And it says Wayne Manor. Well, he's, he's kind of a criminal. He says that he has an opportunity to leave his past behind him and do something great. So why did they want to train him? Because he showed good fighting prowess. Oh, I see. So he held his own against Tommy. Yeah. Okay. They need good warriors. And he showed something. He showed a little bit of fire, you know. They like him. Okay. Henry doesn't know, but he's all out of options and he's kind of curious. So he accepts. He arrives with a bunch of other hopefuls at a traditional Japanese martial arts school. And this is where the clan Mm -hmm. is based. And what's it called? Um, you mentioned it earlier. I did. I want to know if you know what it's called. The Akishioto <laughs> School. Okay. Very well done. It was that was basically word uh, for word what it's I said. called. Um, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm just you know oh, no. doing an important guess what. He's, he's writing down. Look up who Kanji Club a, is. A, a an important. Um, Oh, he's got an important text message yeah, from his mum. Yeah, for, for its potential spoilers. He says, "Good luck with the podcast. episode, Manny D." The ah, uh, yeah, of course, the. Aresh Kanage <laughs> College. <laughs> That's even further away from what it actually is. Yes, the Arisha Kani, Arisha okay. Cage College right. um, is where they oh are. Oh, my God. Um, you know, I, and my dialect might not yeah. be great. Okay. It, you know, it, it's not. It's a southern dialect that okay. I'm using. Yeah, this is just a character thing. It's a character okay. thing. Exactly. Please move on. Henry. So here is where we'll meet the blind master who's a wise sage who's. Mm-hmm trains him he'll be reunited with how is he different from the hard master he is in charge of actually like training them the hard master owns the college he's like the boss right but he's like uh, the blind sage is a teacher makes sense yeah he trains them so he's not he doesn't run this clan the hard master does he's also reunited with akiko who's the female ninja and she becomes mm-hmm. friends with henry reunites with tommy as well and they develop a friendship as well and also the hard master as oh. i said who runs the school so is she related to tommy at all by any chance nah okay why is she? <laughs> I'm not helping you at no, all. No, I don't think they are. They're just part of the same school. So this portion of the movie will be like Kung Fu, the TV show, where he's just like getting trained in the school. Uh, Akiko will show Henry the ropes, and he will spar with Tommy, but in a friendly way. And he'll be put through a lot of philosophical and physical tests by the blind master. So they're sharpening his skills physically <sighs> and mentally. Again, think of Batman Begins. Okay. And gradually he builds up his skills. If I remember that skills. movie, I would. <laughs> So one of his final tests is he has to go into a cavern and fight the beast, mm. quotation marks. Marks, not masks, because he wears a mask later. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and this is the scene we see in the trailer, right? So he descends on a rope, cage door opens, kind of mm. like Star Wars, and out comes this beast, and it's actually a wolf called Timber, which I believe, in my, oh, loose, re- in my loose research, he owns, Snake Eyes owns this wolf. I hope Timber is in this movie. Me too. It's kind Timber of, has not made an appearance in a live I, action movie I think, yet. I think he has to, right? So Timber is here, making his appearance. So he comes out, we think it's going to be a fight, but Snake Eyes, or Henry at this stage. He rubs Timber's belly, gives <laughs> a little scratch on the chin, and Timber. <laughs> he befriends him, yeah, yeah exactly. There you go. Befriends like him. Chewbacca in Solo. And becomes his pet through the rest of the movie. Henry will become the Hardmaster's favourite, mm. and we'll see him become the Hardmaster that has become cold and disapproving to Tommy, who Why? starts to get jealous. I don't know, maybe Tommy's just screwing up. Maybe. Well, he's, I, I think the Hardmaster is just going to be. He doesn't want to show his favorite, like he's a he's favoring Tommy in any way. So he's just really cold. Not and his harsh. own nephew. Yeah. Why would he want to show any favorite ship to? Well, he feels like guy. it makes yeah. it makes him lose credibility. This also happened in the original movie. Did it really? Yes. <laughs> I think a lot of this is going to happen. Uh, is going to be similar to what happened in the original movie by the sound of it. So one final task will be that Tommy and Henry will have to fight each other, mm-hmm. and it'll be close, but Tommy will win. Oh, there you go. However, the Hardmaster discovers that. That Tommy has weighted his boots. Okay. In order to it's win. Like he's a Jamaican bobsled team. So, since he fought with dishonor, he is excommunicated from the school. Mm. This is an emotional scene. Uh, we're all sad. Tommy's sad because this is his home, this is his family, but he's At least been he didn't told, kill the hard master. Get out. Well, we're building to that, Kieran. We're building to that. We're oh, trying okay. to be sympathetic to Tommy at this stage. The blind master will die of old age and will have a tender, nice moment between Henry and him as he says goodbye. Mm-hmm. And during the night, Cobra soldiers attack the school. Oh, no. Our good guys will try to fight them off, but 
they need to escape because they're getting outnumbered. And Tommy is with them, with the Cobras. Right. So We're like, what? So he's gone over to the dark side. He's gone over to the dark side. And here is where he'll kill the Hardmaster. Oh, no. The training school will be set on fire. There you go. Dun, dun, dun. So Akiko and Henry and maybe a few others get to escape. Everyone else is dead. Happy times. No, the opposite. (laughs) Sounds awful. So Henry and Akiko will find their way into the streets of Tokyo Mm -hmm. and attempt to lay low. They meet some soldiers who try to fight them, or they try to fight with these soldiers because they're like, who are these guys? They must be Cobra guys trying to kill us. Mm -hmm. But it turns out that they're actually part of the G.I. Joe team, and they want to work with them. I was wondering when they'd appear in your plot. Yeah. So they also want to get Cobra. So they say, hey, we are both after the same thing. How about we work together? And the person who gives that information is Scarlet, who's the leader of this team. Mm-hmm. Who also had ties with the clan earlier. She reveals this. We've actually been working with the clan. Right, okay. As, as, as a wing for us. So, so well, like they've been training ninjas for the G.I. Joe team. Well, G.I. Joe is aware of the clan. Okay, fair enough. And they kind of like work to, they kind of communicate together. Yep. I struggle to work Scarlet's connection into the Arashi Kagi clan as well, to be Because they're honest. both doing the same thing. They're both like a police force for, you know, their areas. So. Okay, interesting. We see that Tommy has brought the briefcase from the start of the movie to the Baroness. It makes, a, it makes an appearance. There we go. So he had the briefcase the whole time? Well, no, the school had the briefcase. Okay, they took it for safekeeping. Yeah, they took it and they, they hit Marcellus it. Wallace's soul in this briefcase or something? <laughs> What's in it? I really want to know. Oh, the payoff will be great. Okay. Um, so, you know, uh, Tommy actually stole it when he, you know, destroyed the school. Because now he's working for her as Shadow Storm. Storm as Shadow. Storm Shadow, sorry. Yep. Which is his Cobra name because they all get nicknames. Yeah. So where does that name come from? They just like picked it. They're like, oh, they picked it for him. Your name is Mister Pink. Your okay. name is Storm Shadow. Fair enough. Okay. Because you fight like a storm and you leave a shadow. There you go. So your name will be Storm Shadow. <laughs> I want to be the human spider. Okay. No, <laughs> you're Storm Shadow. So that's just his code name. Now the briefcase will hold a weapon which won't make any sense, but will be served as the MacGuffin. Did that happen in the original movie? Yes, it did. <laughs> Of course it did. So they had these nanobite warheads that they They're stole. They're the nanobots. Every movie yes. does nanobots. So they had these nanobots that eat basically metal. And they, you know, the terrorist team, Cobra, they just want to set them up in famous places oh. around the world and have them destroy them. That's cool. Wish I thought of that. Well, it, just- it wouldn't be in the movie because they've done it already. <laughs> Instead of just, just a random weapon. So the G.I. Joe team go in for vengeance slash to steal, to steal the briefcase. Mm-hmm. And there's an action scene that ha- that happens, so just use your imagination for it. Okay, because um, you couldn't be bothered doing <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, because I couldn't be bothered. It goes wrong. So they're in kind of like a base. They try to, you know, they try to go to steal I am the, now okay. literally just imagining the action scenes from the first movie. <laughs> okay, we'll do whatever you want, I guess. They, they'll be similar. They'll be similar. I so hope not. So they're losing, so they're like, we need to leave, we need to leave. So Henry hangs back and fights Shadowstorm to allow the Storm others- Shadow. That guy- Tommy Shadowstorm is his friend The other guy It gets really confusing So does Kenter appear in your plot at all? Yeah he'll be there Okay cool He'll be there So Henry's like Is using himself as a distraction He's fighting Storm Shadow letting the Joes escape Yep Via a helicopter Okay Interesting Mm. So the helicopter like Drops the rest of our good guys off And comes back for Henry While Henry's fighting Tommy Slash Mm -hmm. Shadowstorm Storm Storm Shadow Shadow. Now you got me thinking it Now I'll keep doing it It's not my fault So Henry jumps onto the helicopter, but Storm Shadow also jumps on and he's hanging on mm-hmm. and he plants a bomb on the helicopter and jumps off. Just like in uh, Spies in Disguise. Did that happen in Spies in Disguise? I believe so. There you go, maybe. We're going to be talking about it in a few weeks, well, so we'll go. see. The helicopter explodes and crashes, killing the pilot and presumably oh, no. killing Henry. Henry wakes up though. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> At G.I. Joe Hospital, which I'm sure they'll still <laughs> G.I. Joe that. General Hospital. <laughs> General, General Joe Hospital. Okay. Um, he's bandaged and he's told his vocal cords are destroyed. Oh, that's what G.I. stands for, General Infirmary. Mm, yeah, that's right. They, sure. They reveal to him his iconic suit. And say, oh, there you go. let's finish what we started. You know, Snake Eyes was actually played by Ray Park, who famously played Darth Maul in the past. Really? In the, That's cool. the other movie. That's awesome. I don't know if he played him in the sequel, but he definitely played him in G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. He's a really good like physical actor, that guy. Yeah. Apparently, he really struggled with the suit, too, because it was a rubber suit. And he said it was like wearing a giant elastic band. Oh, man. That would, yeah, that would suck. That'd be so hard, actually. But they definitely improved it for the second movie. He was much better looking in the second movie. Good looking guy? No, nah, I mean, like, the suit was much better looking. <laughs> You'd never see what he looks like. I mean, yeah. his ass looks great in leather, but still. <laughs> They'll also give him his G.I. Joe name, Snake Eyes. There we go. He's accepted as part of the family. You know, they roll a die and they're like, yeah. let's. Yeah, that's much more appropriate. We'll, we'll roll a die and whatever die, like whatever the die lands on, that'll be your name. Snake Eyes. All right. I think you didn't get a four and a six. <laughs> four six. <laughs> your, 
<laughs> your, your GI Joe name is Forsex. Tutu. Uh, the Baroness is in Tokyo City visiting a, a potential buyer for the weapon. You know, think of your classic right, bad okay. guy. You know, terrorist guy. Something they did in the original movie as well. Mm. So Snake Eyes comes in and he's like the Terminator. And really? he'll just like wow. John Wick everyone up. So he'll come in with the G.I. Joe team. He'll just beat everybody up. He is unstoppable. What weapons does he use? A sword. Okay. Uh, what are they called? Those, uh, is it Katana? Yeah. Yes. Katana. That's what he uses. And that's it? Yes. Okay. He's a sword guy because I love swords. So he's taken on his final form. He's like completely a badass. He's now. gone full snake eyes. Gone full snake eyes. Now there's going to be a lot of decapitations. Mm-hmm. That'll happen. Because you know how I feel about movie decapitations, like Aragorn style decapitations. Oh, fingers chops, crossed. Chops heads off. I don't think they'll do it personally, and but I yeah, I hope so. I don't know if this ever happened in a movie, but I remember seeing once that a, a guy chopped somebody's head off and the head just like fell upside down and like just sat on the guy's shoulders like with the head upside down. Oh, wow. I hope that happens in that movie. That'd be great. I don't think it's that kind of movie, <laughs> but still, that would be cool. But he's just killing a lot of people. Akiko will kill the Baroness. What? Standard. Really? Yeah. She's so there. the Baroness is going to die in this movie. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's a reboot, right? Yeah, I suppose so. So, But it'll be with Snake Eyes' help as well. Okay, but so they he, both kill the Baroness. Well, he's not the one that delivers the blow. Okay. Because, you know, it's the rules. It's the oh, rules I see. It's yeah. action movies. Yeah, that's right. You've got to have the woman kill the other woman. I took a leaf out of your book because you tend to be right with this. Okay, yep. So Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Shadow Storm, what's his name? Storm Shadow. You've got to write the first time. So Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow will have one last epic fight. Storm Shadow will narrowly escape via plane and the two will be left staring at each other in their ninja garbs. Mm, there we go. Dun, dun, dun. So here's our ending. Akiko will leave saying that she wants to start up the clan again. Mm-hmm. So Snake Eyes says goodbye. Scarlet will welcome Snake Eyes into the GI team officially and says there are some people that will like to be working with you very soon. Wink, mm. wink. Maybe an go. original cast we know. I don't think so, but yeah. Kenta. <laughs> Who has been in the background with the Baroness the entire time. He's like the second in command. Just forgot to mention right. him up until But the part. Baroness is the second in command. The Baroness is kind of like the leader of this group and Kenter reports to the Baroness. She's the leader of which group? This group of uh, Cobras. Right. Okay. So she is like the captain of a team of Cobra soldiers. Yeah. It'll make sense in a second because Kenter is actually talking to a computer mm-hmm. and saying that they failed and the Baroness is dead. And it is revealed on the computer that it's Cobra Commander. Oh, there you go. He has a cameo at the end. Now, he doesn't say anything. He lo- he sees Storm Shadow in the background, and all he says is, who is that? With interest. Mm. What does his voice sound like? <laughs> You're testing me. Who is this? Okay, very interesting. Who is this? <laughs> who is this? <laughs> all right, don't go overboard. It's my plot. There we go. Wow. We almost have two 100% completely different plots. Now, I don't want you to think that I'm sitting here smugly going, oh, Maddie D's so wrong. Oh, Maddie D has nothing. Because I just want to say straight off the bat, I have nothing. <laughs> I went into this plot. Even after I watched the two movies and did all my research, I'm like, I have no idea what's going to happen in this goddamn movie. I have nothing. So I literally made everything up. What I basically did was like, well, what is the movie that I want to see? What's sort of like, what's the cliche? Like, I looked at every Yakuza video game cliche. So, you made a Yakuza video You so made a Essentially, Yakuza like, I was like, okay, so if it's a Yakuza style story, it's going to have a million twists and turns that nobody sees coming. And they're just so ridiculous that it's just, you know, everything just is hinged on twist after twist after twist after twist. So, I did a little bit of that. I, I got a little bit overboard with that. So, you may find it a little bit ridiculous. But, you know, I tried to get it to fit into the world of the G.I. Joe franchise, I suppose, as much as possible as well, trying to stay true to that. So, uh, but I still have nothing. I still have nothing. I don't expect to be right at all. Here's my goal. Here we go. I'm going to do a Frozen 2 style goal here. If I get one thing right in this movie, I'll be happy, even if it's just something from the trailer. Even if I just get the context right from the trailer, I'll be happy. You keep saying that to so many plots these days. But this one, literally, I struggled so no, hard. No. I really struggled with this one. Fair enough, because I found it a struggle as well. Because there's no information. There's really. no information. There's nothing. And, and the trailer has nothing. And the characters and this and the cast are just so brief and like there's no information. So we might as well be blind master because we are going in absolutely blind. Yeah, and I'm surprised that the other movies didn't help you at all. Yeah, they didn't really because I just knew what they weren't going to do. So that doesn't help me work out what they are going to do. So let's get straight into my plot. Enough preamble. So, quite like you, I think the movie is going to start with a cold open where we dive straight into an action scene because you have to in an action Of course, movie. you have to. You had the same thing in your plot. So, similar to you, but not quite the same, Snake Eyes will be working with a team of soldiers alongside his new friend Tommy and Scarlet, with whom he has a casual flirtation with because uh, Scarlet and 
snake eyes are actually lovers. Are they really? Yes, they are. Is that, is that in the movies? That's not in the movies, but it's in the comics. Okay. So he's already a military man. Yeah, he's a military man. So is Tommy. So is Scarlet. They're not necessarily in the Joes, but they're just involved. They might be loosely involved with the Joes, but I just sort of put it that they're just in general military. So his dark, mysterious past is he was a soldier. No, we'll get into that a bit more as the movie progresses. So Snake Eyes is not yet the skilled ninja we know and love, but he's still skilled with a firearm. So he's a good shot. He can take out the bad guys handily. And the soldiers will be tasked with preventing a group of Cobra terrorists, led by Kento and the Baroness, from carrying out a planned attack on a prominent location. (laughs) <laughs> Basically stolen straight from the first G.I. Joe movie. <laughs> During the ensuing firefight, Snake Eyes will rescue Tommy from certain death, and Tommy is forever in his debt. Ah, they might invite him back home for dinner. After the battle, Tommy asks Snake Eyes to return with him to Japan to train as a ninja with the Arashikagi clan, where Tommy is the uncle of the current hard master. Sorry, where Tommy is the nephew of the current hard master. He's his uncle and the heir to their clan. So Tommy is the heir apparent to the Arashikagi clan. Since Snake Eyes has no family or no home to go to, he was always an orphan, never knew his family growing up, or did he? He reluctantly agrees as he sees it as Tommy's way of paying him back. Okay. For saving Because he's like, I got nothing else to do. Yeah, exactly. Got a free Friday. So Snake Eyes and Tommy fly to Japan, where they are met at the airport by a fleet of black cars. They are driven to the Arashikagi temple, where they are greeted like royalty. We see this in the trailer. All the the men at the temple come out and bow to them. Of course, Tommy is the heir apparent to the temple, so of course he needs that respect. And Snake Eyes is brought before the hard master and the blind master, who thank him for saving Tommy. The hard up. The hard master. <laughs> the hard ass. <laughs> the hard master offers to train Snake Eyes in the way of the ninja, but warns him that it will be one of the greatest challenges of his life. It's not going to be an easy training session. It's going to be a real pain in the ass. That's why they call him the hard ass master. <laughs> so Snake Eyes agrees to take on the training, and he and Tommy swear their loyalty to each other as blood brothers. So they'll be friends forever. Yeah, that's right. So they take a blood oath, and they're like, "We're going to watch each other's back from this day onward. We're brothers." So here at the temple, we'll also be introduced to Tommy's cousin, Akiko, who is initially presented as a clumsy trainee. A clumsy trainee ninja, that is. Snake Eyes will begin his training alongside Tommy and will have every cliche from every martial arts movie from the last 50 years, including a scene where Snake Eyes has to fight blindfolded, guided by the blind master. So the blind master's thing is like, you have to fight using your feelings while the hard master is more of like, he takes on the physical side of the training. So the physicality comes from the hard master and the spirituality comes from the blind master. And they're both equal? Yeah, they're both equal. So they're both joint sort of masters at this temple. Right. And when the hard master leaves, Tommy will replace the hard master? Or Potentially, is that yeah, that's just right. up in the air with what would happen? Well, yeah, then? that's what they've planned to do at this stage. Does the blind master have a nephew that will take over? No, he doesn't. He he's doesn't just... have... He's a celibate monk. There you go. <laughs> as a part of his training, Snake Eyes will also venture into an ancient underground temple. Here we go. I didn't go into as much detail as you. And retrieve a sacred artifact like it's an Indiana Jones movie. That's the only way I could work that moment from the trailer into the movie. Originally, I thought it was him finding the temple, but I was like, that doesn't make any sense. No. Around this point, Tommy will present Snake Eyes with a samurai sword or a katana, as it's commonly known, which was in his family for generations. So it's an Arashikagi sword. It's been passed down. It was supposed to go to Tommy, but Tommy's like, we're blood brothers. You saved my life. I want you to take this sword. Snake Eyes will refuse at first, but Tommy will insist. He's like, come on, man, just take the sword. I don't want it. I don't want it anyway. I've got a cool double sword that clips together like Darth Maul's saber. That's a true thing. (laughs) Does he really have that? Yes. That's awesome. After a bit more training, Snake Eyes is contacted by Scarlet. Remember, they used to work together. Who warns him that Kenta and the Baroness have arrived in Japan and are looking for him and Tommy for some reason. Secretly, Snake Eyes knows why they're looking for him, but doesn't want to say why. Ooh, mystery thickens. Mysterious backstory. As is standard in an action movie, this conflict leads to Snake Eyes and Tommy tearing after Kenta and a group of Cobra ninjas on a motorbike, because every action movie has to have a motorbike chase in it. And as they fight along the highway, pursued by Cobra thugs who open fire at them with machine guns, Snake Eyes leaps on board a car carrier truck, where he has an impressive sword fight with a group of ninjas. Just as it looks like Snake Eyes is outnumbered, a mysterious third ninja leaps to his assistance, slicing up several of the Cobra ninjas. This mysterious ninja will be later revealed to be Akiko, who will become the character Jinx by the end of the movie. Is that a character in the universe? Yeah, that's right. So Jinx is another mysterious sort of samurai character and is, surprise, surprise, the cousin of Storm Shadow. Oh, uh, that's probably going to be true. I think that's what they are leading to. So Akiko will vanish as mysteriously as she arrived, 
and Snake Eyes and Tommy will jump into one of the cars on the car carrier to escape, like it's Grand Theft Auto or something. <laughs> They're so busy fighting off the ninjas that they don't notice that Kenta has slipped away. They are pursued by more Cobra soldiers, but they're able to take them out with some impressive driving and shooting. So there's a cool moment in the trailer where they flip the car around 360 and then Snake Eyes opens fire with a machine gun on the windscreen of the other car and it flips over. Mm. Very Yakuza-esque. I'm looking forward to seeing that in the movie. But it turns out that this whole fight was just a distraction. And meanwhile, the Baroness and a team of Cobra goons have arrived at the Arashikagi Temple, quite like in your plot. Scarlet is there and attempts to hold them off, but is ultimately thwarted by the Baroness. We sort of see this in the trailer. I'm guessing that's what happens in that scene. Most of the ninjas at the temple are caught off guard. Maybe they're sleeping and are massacred by the <laughs> Cobra sleeping. soldiers, including the blind master. He dies as well in my plot. He's like, what's going on here? I can't, I can't see anything. <laughs> Who's that? Is that is that you, Tom? <laughs> the, bl- the blind master is walking around. He's like on fire school, just like, where is everyone? <laughs> it's very warm in here tonight. <laughs> it's, a, it's kind of a hot day. Kento arrives at the temple just in time to face off against the hard master and we finally get the awesome action scene with Rama from the raid movies fighting against presumably this guy's great at kung fu. I don't know. I'm just presuming. And in a shocking twist, the hard master greets Kenta as his brother. Oh, Yakuza style twist. What? Kenta kills hard master after an impressive fight sequence and he and the Baroness blow up the Arashikagi temple. Dun, dun, dun. It turns out that Kenta is actually the father of not only Tommy. Don't forget that. Uh, oh. Don't forget that the Hardmaster is Tommy's uh, uncle. Yeah, and and he's also is he Snake Eyes's father but as Snake well. Snake Eyes's father as well, making the two blood brothers actual brothers. Wow. There you go. They're actually related. Now Snake Eyes was aware that Kenta was his father, but he didn't know about Tommy for some reason. Maybe like to put it around a bit. <laughs> and Kenta's plan this whole time was to try and recruit Snake Eyes into Cobra. But since that hasn't worked out so far, Kenta and the Baroness decide to change their approach. They've decided to change tact a little bit. How do you get the name Snake Eyes, by the way? Has he got it yet? Or Yeah, he's always had it. He's That's just, just his nickname. That was just his military nickname at the start of the movie because he didn't have a real name. That's my whole thing. Remember I already explained it at the start of your plot. He never had a name. He didn't know his name. So he just took on the Snake Eyes nickname as his name. That's probably not what they're going to do in the movie, but that's just my prediction. Or like he's ashamed of his family. So he yeah, exactly. doesn't yeah. his name. He's trying to keep his name a secret because he knows that he's Kenta's father. He knows Kenta, you know, we'll went find down him, a dark or, path. You know, yeah, exactly. Shows him to be like a bad guy. He doesn't want that, doesn't yeah. want that reputation. You're making my plot sound better than it actually is. So when Tommy and Snake Eyes return to the temple, Tommy is devastated that everything he knows and loves has been destroyed. Now, Tommy partially blames Snake Eyes for the attack and leaves to hunt down Kenta on his own. So, Tommy faces off with Kenta on a rainy rooftop. He finds him in the middle of Has you know, to be Tokyo or wherever. And the two start a battle with swords and words. Do we see this in the trailer? Because we see a battle yes. on the yeah, rooftops. We do. So, Kenta poisons Tommy against Snake Eyes, telling him that Snake Eyes was his son the whole time and had sent him in as a mole to destroy his brother's temple as revenge. Now, that's not actually true. This is just what Kenta's telling. But he's just manipulating Tommy. Tommy. That's right. So Tommy gives into the dark side and angrily kills Kenta and swears revenge against Snake Eyes. So Snake- this feud is a misunderstanding. Yes. So Snake Eyes arrives a little too late and the two brothers begin to fight each other. The fight ends in a stalemate, sort of like in your plot, like they're basically evenly matched. And Tommy is taken away by the Baroness and Cobra. So they sort of swoop in and take him away in a helicopter. They're like, yep, see you later. So Snake Eyes teams back up with Scarlet, who convinces him to join the good fight and become a member of G.I. Joe. Snake Eyes agrees, but decides to take a vow of silence, there we go, until he can make things right with Tommy and get revenge for the destruction of the Arashikagi clan. So he'll be silent until he gets, he ma- he writes his wrongs. That's right. So he says, I'm going to take a vow of silence until everything that's happened here, which he feels like it's his fault, until everything's been corrected, I'll be silent. This, which is what happened in the original movie, so that's why I worked it in here, because uh, I thought okay. that was cool. I thought that was something they should bring back. His vocal cords being damaged is probably what they'll end up doing, but I would prefer if they did something like this, because it sort of goes with that mysticism of being a ninja more. It's a more of a discipline thing rather than Absolutely, a, a tragedy. Yes. So he puts on his famous Snake Eyes mask, and the audience is indifferent. <laughs> no one cares about this movie. <laughs> so meanwhile, the Baroness brings Tommy before Cobra Commander and welcomes Tommy to their team. But Tommy is no longer Tommy. 
He's now the White Ninja Storm Shadow, which is what Arashikage translates to. So Tommy's last name is Arashikage, and Arashikage means Storm Shadow in Japanese. Does it really? Yes, that's true. So he's like, he, he's continuing the mantle of his school. Tommy takes on the Storm Shadow name as his way of honoring his family's legacy and swears revenge against Snake Eyes. I kind of feel sad for him now because like- he's, yeah, he's a tragic figure. He's a really good guy. It really is like a Yakuza plot. There's always, like, good guys turning to bad in Yakuza plots for, like, just misunderstandings. But are you saying that he's just going to be in the bad guys team, you know, for uh, however long this franchise is going to last just because well, he just doesn't know what actually what happened? That's what happened in those other two movies. So, the Hardmaster was killed by what looked like Storm Shadow, but it was actually a guy who has the, like, power of disguise. He basically gets, like, in the movie, he gets nanobots under his skin, which can change his appearance. So, they basically trick Snake Eyes and they trick Tommy into thinking, well, they trick Snake Eyes into thinking that Tommy killed the Hard Master. Sort of, so because of this sort of perceived betrayal, Tommy runs away and then he finds like Solace with this bad guy, the shape shifting bad guy. I can't remember his name right now. He basically takes up Solace with him and he, tr- he teaches him the way of the ninja. He doesn't realize that he's a Cobra operative the whole time. And that's how he gets, you know, involved with Cobra in that original movie anyway, and in the comics as well. So I thought it'd be worthwhile doing something similar in my plot. And by the way, that was the end. That's my, that's that's your, my whole that's plot. plot. There we go. Flash to credits and cool music. Yeah. We're setting up for presumably another G.I. Joe movie that snake may- Snake Eyes too. Or may not snake happen. Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes. No, they're not going to do another Snake Eyes movie. They're going to do a proper- Or another origin story. Maybe they'll do like the- uh, What's the another character? Roadblock. <laughs> they're going to do the Roadblock origin story. <laughs> because there's Snake Eyes, there's- who are the characters in the G.I. Oh, Joe who universe? cares? Who cares? That was my plot. So, who do you think will be closer to the actual movie? Are you a huge G.I. Joe expert? Are you a huge, are you a huge G.I. Joe fan? Did you collect the dolls? Yes, I said dolls are not action figures. Oh, Did you so collect the dolls? Actively insulting them now. <laughs> That's what That's they terrible. are. That was a marketing campaign where they called them movable action figures because they didn't want it to seem feminine. Fair enough. So, and so, you're just actively insulting people. I don't who think like dolls are an insult. Okay, fair enough. So... You can let us know any of your thoughts. You can let us know what you think is going to happen. Or you can let us know who you think is closer, me or Maddie D. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com if anybody even uses email anymore. I know some people do. Uh, you can leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. Or you can hunt us down on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We're, all, we're in all the places. We certainly are. Now, before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Now, Maddie D and I are actually going to team up for this one because I think it's going to be slightly tricky. It may be easier than Snake Eyes, let me tell you that. <laughs> this was hard. If you thought my Snake Eyes plot was full of twists and turns and things you didn't see coming, what on earth is going to be in the upcoming M. Night Shyamalan movie, oh, no. Old? Yeah, uh, a guy famous for his twists. Exactly. So we, there's going to be one there. Oh, yeah, there definitely is. Unless the twist is there is no twist. Could you imagine if he made a movie and there was no twist? Well, we're going to have to decide that next week. That would week. be amazing and everyone would be like, wow. I've got to say, it does look like an interesting premise. Do you know anything about this movie? No, I just know the title of it. I don't know so anything about it. So, it's about a beach that oh, a whole bunch of families and tourists, they visit this beach and they find that they're trapped there. And the weird thing is they age a full lifetime within the span of 24 hours on this beach. So, the children become adults. The adults start to turn old. People get pregnant just randomly out of the blue. And they don't know why this is happening. So, it's a big mystery. That and they can't leave the beach. And they can't leave. So, they're trying to find out a way to leave. They're trying to find out what's going on. It's a big mystery. Everyone's intrigued. And we're going to have to work out exactly what we think is going to happen and what the answers to those mysteries are next week. Yes. If they'll be answered at all. So please join us for that. And until we return for old, we're going to take a vow of silence until the next episode. Yes, we are. And here is G.I. Joe with Kung Fu Grip. G.I. Joe has hands that grip. Fingers you hold open and let close. Hands that hold on with a Kung Fu grip. The grip you help Joe use in self-defense. G.I. Joe with Kung Fu grip. The hands that grip.